Hi guys, and welcome back to Sweat Thrive Glow. My name is Katie Dudley. I am the face and voice behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde. I am the host of this podcast, and I am here to tell you what a wild year I have had. Honestly and truly, this has been a really challenging year for me. And yesterday was like a full moon. Mercury is in retrograde. I got my period and had like the worst day ever. I'm not, I am a, I'm an emotional crier. I'm a happy crier, but I'm not a sad crier. And yesterday was a day that I looked at my mother in the soul and was like, if one thing doesn't go my way, I'm actually going to burst into tears. Like I am not doing okay today. And it got me thinking about the way that things are portrayed on social media. And I've grown my platform so much in the last year, and it's been the hardest year of my life. And while I won't go into super big details, like life-changing, life-altering, borderline traumatic things have happened in the last year. And while I've shared with you the resilience factor, I really haven't shown you the vulnerable side to me. And I don't think that that's necessarily fair. This is stemming from a conversation that happened in the Pilates room. One of my clients was in Manhattan and she was at a restaurant and a bunch of like buzz was happening at her table. She was at a work event and all of her coworkers were like, oh my God, that's Giselle. Like supermodel Giselle who created her own fucking runway at the opening ceremonies of the Olympics, Giselle. And my client turned around and she was like, oh, that can't be her. She's like, she's pretty, but she's not like Giselle. And that got me thinking like, oh my God, if Giselle doesn't look like Giselle and that's totally normal and totally fine, like I can share my darker parts. This year was struggle city and I don't, I didn't share them. Um, This was a huge, huge, huge year of testing my resilience. And I'm really proud of everything that I've overcome because let me tell you, it was not easy. Let me just tell you what happened yesterday. So yesterday, well, two days ago now, I was eating a smoothie bowl and my tooth cracked in half. Fun fact, I'm missing a tooth on the left side of my mouth. I now have half a tooth on the right side of my mouth. They're baby teeth um, from, I don't have adult teeth underneath, never did. It's a genetic thing. I don't really know. And then from the medications from my RA and my lupus, like my teeth are pretty weak. I hate the dentist. Actually, I hate all things where there is a doctor, a spotlight, and metal utensils inserted into my body. The dentist, don't love it. The gynecologist feel the same way. To me, they are the same person and equally as invasive. There's a lot of prep work that goes into both of those appointments that I don't appreciate. I don't like it. It's not comfortable for me. I don't like strangers in my mouth. I feel like that's enough. Anyway, I cracked my tooth. Then I go to make a dentist appointment and realize that my old dentist doesn't take my insurance. And just just at this stage, I don't like that dentist at all. I really dislike him. And his, uh, he loves to fill your mouth with water, but not use the suction situation. So now you have a lake in your mouth. You're being essentially waterboarded without the challenging questions. He asks you, like, he's trying to talk to you while your mouth is full of water. You shake your head yes or no, and now you're in a splash zone. You're covered in your own spit. It's disgusting. 
And also, I would like my face to be so numb that I have to hold my jaw up when I'm leaving the dentist. Inject me with all of the numbing cream that I literally cannot close my jaw. That is my expectation, and that is not what I receive when I go in there. Laughing gas, big fan. Again, I just don't love the dentist. So I wanted someone familiar to be in my mouth with the cracked tooth. That was not an option. So I go to make another dentist appointment and I log on to my insurance and my dental and vision have been terminated, meaning I don't have dental or vision insurance at the moment. So I'm like, what the actual fuck? I call my insurance company. I'm getting the runaround. I am. It's just a total shit show. People are hanging up on me. I'm on hold for 45 minutes. I get to the bottom of the situation in August, they charged my card five times, my bank account, five times for the amount of $497. You can do the math. That's a lot of money. I asked for the $2,000 that they owed me to be refunded back. When they issued that refund, they took it upon themselves to cancel my vision and dental without giving me any sort of notice and still charge me the same amount every month. I mean, it's a total shit show. What the customer service people who were rude to me and kept hanging up on me and did not know is that my dad is an executive at my insurance company. So he called his VP friends and they are getting it situated. So that was my day yesterday. So I still have a cracked tooth. Um, I don't have dental or vision insurance, which is just like so fucking annoying. And so I can't get my tooth fixed. I'm like molar roots exposed type situation right now in this moment. It is just a shit show, right? Uh, it It's just like unnecessary stress. So then yesterday I like opened up an emotional wound that I definitely shouldn't have. I was like, oh, I really miss this person who used to be such a pillar in my life and I want to check on her and see how she's doing. And that just opened up a can of just emotions, just like frustration of like, There's two sides to every story and what someone's perception is of that story is their truth. So whether or not you think that you are in the wrong, if somebody else in their story, if you were quote unquote mean to them, they think that and they have every right to think that and whatever. So it was just, you know, somebody's perception is not reality. And I was just thinking about this last year and how freaking hard it has been. And this isn't to be negative. It's just to acknowledge the fact that sometimes we go through really hard times. My apartment situation, I had my heart shattered into a million billion pieces and just like disappointment happened this year. And I learned a lot from it, which is what I've shared with you guys, the sharing of the resilience of the comeback of the bounce back um, and how I've kind of coped with things. I've shared with you a lot of coping mechanisms without sharing the struggle. I thought I was moving in with somebody and gave notice for my apartment. I thought that I needed a bigger space. I thought I was starting my life with someone. And so I gave my notice for my apartment so I could move out. And in the middle of that, like I had a month and a half left on my apartment, I learned some shady news and was like, oh, I guess I can't live with this person and or date this person anymore. So the day that I had my heart broken, I moved back in with my parents. I still had a month and a half left on all of my expenses and was just like, I'm going to pay them and live with my parents and just here I am. I don't want to be alone. 
I need a support system. I don't want to have a moment of weakness and cave and go back to a situation that's unhealthy. Um, And I just don't want to be around a space with so many memories. So I bounced out of my apartment. I actually think I only went back three times. And the final like walkthrough, my little brother went with me, but a majority of the moving my parents did with my cousin who came up from Florida. So I didn't have to even be in the apartment. Like I had so much support, um, family support during that time. It was unreal. Like my cousin literally came up from Florida and like moved me out of my apartment, moved all of my shit into storage so that I could just like be at my parents' house and not have to be in like a negative space with negative energy. So that was super duper helpful. And so I paid for an empty apartment because I just didn't want to be alone. And then I had a lot of disappointing moments this year. Um, I had a lot of milestones that I hit that weren't celebrated. A lot of things that I was really looking forward to that I promoted that I was really, really proud of. And the moment came and there was nothing. There was crickets. There wasn't a congratulations. You worked so hard. Thank you so much for all of your dedication. And it was painful. And I realized that it was my fault that I was in pain because and disappointed and hurt and cried because I put expectations on other people. And just because something is important to me doesn't mean that it's important to other people. And I was the one who was like, oh my goodness, they're going to be so proud of me. And when the moment came, I was just like, oh shit, no one cares, you know? And so what I learned is to not put expectations on other people. And when you don't have these super duper high expectations of other people, then you can't be disappointed. When you hit a milestone, you need to do it not for validation from other people, but because it feels good for you. When you are chugging after a goal, it can't be for the applause at the end. Does that make sense? It can't be for the social recognition, for the recognition at work, for the recognition from your family. It doesn't work that way. If it doesn't feel good in your soul, then don't pursue it. If at the end of the day, when you get to the finish line, if you can't be proud of your accomplishment by yourself, for yourself, it is not the accomplishment for you. And you just need to reestablish your values. I had to sit down and be like, whoa, why am I so hurt by this? Why did I feel that I needed to be celebrated? Why did I expect this person to celebrate me? Why did I expect it? Knowing full well that it probably wasn't going to happen, there was still a letdown. There was still disappointment. And I had to reshift my values. This was a learning opportunity. I need to make myself a priority and I need to make celebrating my wins for me a priority. And that was a really, really good learning opportunity to me. I don't need others to feel validated anymore. I don't need to be celebrated in public for me to be proud of me. I need to be proud of me in my own right. No one is obligated to celebrate me. Um, Expectation of celebration leads to disappointment. And be abundantly clear with the other party, people, whatever, if you're expecting validation, celebration, um, any sort of accomplishment, make it known because if you don't, then you're just going to be disappointed when it doesn't happen. Um, 
when you are struggling, know that you're not the only one struggling. I think that this last year was a complete and total blur for me because I kept a lot of my struggle to myself. Um, And I don't regret that. Um, I don't think everything needs to be on the internet. I don't want to put everything out on the internet. I don't even want to share it with a lot of the people that are in my life. Um, Sometimes you just need to work through things for yourself and not for, look at all that I've accomplished, right? Um, Look at how my mindset has changed. I think that buckling down and putting in the work and coming out on the other side is the reward. Um, And knowing that you're going to have really, really bad days where your tooth gets cracked and you don't have health insurance and the post office is closed and you're trying to get your merch out, but like every single like thing that could get in the way gets in the way. And yeah, you just have to be resilient and just know that on the other heart of like there's the, the other side of hard work, right? There's the struggle of hard work. And I think that a lot of times people only see the celebration and they don't see the blood, sweat and tears. And I'm totally guilty of being like, this is all of the work that I've put in and here's where I'm at. But I haven't really shown the deep struggle and the moments where I've driven over to the studio and turned on the black lights and turned up the music really loud and sprinted on the bike by myself and cried. Or the days that I bought a gluten-free cookie dough and I had to sit in my bed and just kind of wallow in my feelings and sometimes eating your feelings while it's not the most healthy coping mechanism, it feels good. And sometimes going for a run and just running until your legs are numb feels good. And just leaning into whatever coping mechanism you need in that moment, um, while cookie dough probably isn't the healthiest, listen, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do and the world isn't going to come to an end. If you are in a period or a season of struggle, just know that you are not alone even when you feel like you are. I had a really, really hard year, but this last year has taught me so, so, so much about how resilient I am as a person. It really shifted my priorities. It made me be proud of me just for me and not doing things to be validated by other people, Um, whether that's in person or on social media or whatever it may be. I need at the end of the day to be so thrilled with my own work because no one else is going to celebrate me the way that I celebrate me. And usually I celebrate by going to bed early or having a bubble bath. But listen, that's the way that I like to roll. Okay, guys, celebrate your own wins. It's okay if you're in a period of struggle. You guys are doing just do the best you can. Wake up every morning with the intention that you are worthy of the struggle and the hard work and the comeback story. Because let me tell you, the things that are coming your way from me, in 2020 are unreal. This was like the setback for the comeback. And I'm really, really excited that I had those really low lows in 2019 because my highs in 2020 are going to feel so much better because you don't understand what it's like to feel high if you've never felt low, right? You don't know what it feels like to be hot if you've never been cold. And so I think that 
it was on purpose that the universe and God did this um, so that when I am celebrating my wins for me in 2020, and I tell you guys about all of the things that I've been working on behind the scenes, you guys are going to freak out. I could cry just thinking about it. There's a lot of really exciting things happening. And I hate when influencers are like secret project, but like super fucking secret project. It's going to be insane. And I cannot wait to feel validated that I did this for the right reasons and that I created something for you and I together. It's going to be really, really exciting and fun and big things are happening. You guys make good choices. Look both ways. I love you the most.